Let's get into uh, uh, a little bit of word. We're doing, we're doing a shorter service today, but it can be powerful in a short time. Is that okay? Yes. Well, uh, if you came in faith, I'll do it on time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, this time of year, we, uh, we, we know, m- most of us know the true meaning of Christmas, but it still takes some uh, attention, takes some pur- being on purpose to not be distracted from it because we get, can get very caught up in the, the commercial aspect and, and just, you know, buying presents and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Wendy and I were trying to figure out yesterday why we put presents under trees and how that's kind of an odd thing if we didn't kind of just do it by default. Why would you put a present under a tree? Why would that tree be in your house? <laughs> uh, but we do all these things. But again, again we have to uh, keep our focus on, uh, on the Lord and remember that this is a uh, a time of celebration for a reason. And uh, not just because you can go in debt, <laughs> but for what the Lord has come to do really to remove our debts, amen? And uh, uh, Matthew chapter one and verse 23 reads, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And uh, praise God that he, I mean, that's quite a name, Emmanuel, God with us. When you're thinking about naming your kids, you know, I don't know how many parents think, this one is a really good child. We should name him God. (laughs) You might be a little over the top with your child, but with Jesus, it wasn't just a good name, not just a, a, you know, a common name or a popular name. It was literal because he was God with us. And that's, you know, that's, that's quite a statement. Even in their day, uh, again, people sometimes will use names and not know the meaning or not grasp the full meaning today. But in their day, this kind of stuff really ticked religious people off. And uh, especially when Jesus, you know, grew and then started his ministry and, and he began to, 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 you know, to talk about who he was. And one of the things he did was refer to God as his father. Now, in their day, that language equated to, you are saying you're the same as him. You're, the, you're, you're equal with him. In fact, the scripture says this in John 5.18, therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him uh, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making him equal with God. And so, uh, and, and so that was a big deal. Jesus basically uh, claiming to be announcing, declaring that he was God, he was Emmanuel. And, uh, and this is really when uh, the sacrifice in one sense began. Now, let me, let me back up. If you read the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find that Matthew and Luke give the genealogical accounts the, uh, of the Lord, meaning going back, well, really all the way to Adam, but going through the, the prophetic line of King David. In fact, Matthew, Matthew gives the line and ends with Joseph, with, which of course, Joseph is not really his father, uh, but it's still to show that he's in that right family. Luke then, see, it's the same until it, until it splits. Luke then gives the account and it leads to Mary to show that they're the offspring of David and, and, and so forth. But then uh, uh, Mark skips it. And John, he gives uh, the, the, the story of Jesus, but from 
the incarnation standpoint. John focuses on the fact that Jesus didn't have a beginning, and obviously his beginning wasn't in Bethlehem, but that he was divine. And so that aspect is, is certainly, and, and we'll read that momentarily, but when I think about Jesus being a sacrifice for us, of course, we, we frequently go to the cross, the beating, the, the brutality of him taking our place, becoming the curse, becoming sin for us. But I think when I read this and I realize God from all eternity past that I can't wrap my mind around, and he uh, knows all, he's all powerful, he's everywhere at once, I think the sacrifice started when he became man because you, you're giving up quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, to go from God to one like us, that's a serious sacrifice already. And uh, anyway, John shows us this. And so I want to read John chapter one and verse one where, uh, where it says, in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So we know the Word here, uh, one, it's capitalized uh, intentionally in the Scriptures, and it's correctly capitalized because the Word is speaking about Jesus. Uh, the Word is not just talking about, you know, a fragmentary part of a sentence or something that contains a thought, but it's literally speaking about a person. It's speaking about the Lord. And you can see that in verse two, he was in the beginning with God. Not it, like just a word, like we think about a part of our language. He was in the beginning with God. And, uh, and so the word was, like we said, he. Then it goes on after that to say that he's the one who created everything. Everything was created by him. By him who? By him, Jesus. You just understand that before Bethlehem, Jesus wasn't called Jesus. Jesus was the word, okay? Jesus was the, the name given as the savior. It's a Hebrew name, uh, and that's who he was, but he made everything. Now, you look down in verse 14 then, and it gives further uh, revelation that this is the case. That, that we know the Word is Jesus, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So notice again, the Word became flesh. Not the Word became, because the Word didn't become, the Word always was. The Word was, but the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then, because of this, we could say, among many other truths, we could say, Christmas is the birth of Jesus. Christmas is the birth of the Savior. We, we could say that, that kind of stuff. We're talking about the physical side of that. We could also say, Christmas is the day that we celebrate where God became flesh, where God became a man. And that, I don't think we grasp the fullness of that. And like I said, the fullness of what is already a great sacrifice in just doing that. But why did he? Why did God become man? Why did he become one of us? It had to do with the necessary legal method that God was using, had to use, 
in order to redeem people. In other words, we sunk ourselves into sin and darkness and being separated from God. And the only way for us to be redeemed is man had to be a part of that. So he had to become one of us to redeem us. Does that, does that make sense? Uh, let, me, let me just uh, re, let me emphasize this point that I make frequently. It seems I make it frequently. God, because he's God, cannot just do whatever he wants to do any way that he wants to do it because he's God. Okay, a lot of people think that way. Well, God's God, he can do whatever he wants. Well, God is just. God abides by his own word. God doesn't lie. He doesn't break something. So when he, when he legally gave people the right to choose life or death and they chose death, he had to let that stand. And for him to redeem us and get us back, he had to do so through legal means. If he could have saved us without becoming one of us and dying for our sins, you know he would have. I mean, wouldn't you have? If you were him and you could save us a different way, let's go with the alternate route, less blood, less suffering, right? Less becoming one of them. Let's just like do it because we're, you know, got the, we got the power. Yeah, but that, he doesn't operate just by power or ability. He also operates within the confines of his own previous declarations. The psalmist said it this way, that, that he has submitted, um, submitted his name to his word. In other words, when he says something, he himself becomes subject to what he says. Aren't you glad he's not flippantly flying off the handle and just declaring some crazy things? Because then he would have to abide by it. If he wouldn't do that, that'd be a liar. But that's why it took such great lengths and he, he went through all this to, to redeem us from sin. That God became flesh. Like, wow, this is amazing. But he did it because he needed to. Romans 5.15 reads, For if by one man's offense many died, much more the, uh, the grace of God and the gift of, of grace uh, and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ abounded to many. One man sinned, and then Jesus became one of us so that he could uh, show us grace. Amen? These are how the things of God work. In fact, John wrote this, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 20, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So Jesus coming then, uh, he is to us, and he is in reality, but hopefully to us. He's not just a good guy, not just a moral example, not just a model of how to treat other people. He's all those things, but uh, he, he's not just a prophet of God. Uh, he became one of us to redeem us from death. He's God in the flesh. And this is why this is such a major deal. From the very moment of the fall of mankind uh, back in Genesis chapter 3, we see that one of the things that God declared was that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. Now that might sound strange. So what do you mean? 
a woman's going to have a child and that child's going to step on the snake? <laughs> well, it's, it's figurative language. The serpent was Satan. He was in the serpent. The head represents authority. He's saying the seed of the woman is going to come and basically take back from you what Adam gave to you. Adam gave away the right and the control of this earth, and the Lord said the seed of the woman is going to come back and take it. Now, he did this in figurative language in part to keep it a secret, to keep it a mystery. The mystery hasn't been revealed until our day, till the New Testament, to the New Covenant. But that was the mystery. He said this in figurative language, just like we, we sometimes read like the end of the book. We read the book of Revelation and go, huh? What about this? What about this? What's that mean? What's that mean? Someday we're going to read it and look back and go, that was obvious. Oh, yeah, that meant that, that meant that, that was this and that was this. And sometimes looking forward, some of these things are, are said in a mystery for a reason. But Satan knew that the seed of the woman was, was his obstacle. And that's why he's gone to such great lengths throughout history to try to mess up the human race. Everything from weird things in Genesis 6 where these fallen angels came and had intercourse with the daughters of men and created giants, trying to pollute the DNA of, 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 human, of the human race. And at the time of Jesus, after he was born, when Herod heard about this, this, see, this is all demonically inspired when he sent them in there to kill the babies, to try to stop, uh, uh, to try to stop the, the Son of God. And, and so he's been trying to do this, but just the fact that Jesus made it through Mary, the incarnation, that Jesus was born, that was a huge victory, and it was a fulfillment of the prophecy that God gave as soon as we messed this place up, back in Genesis. And so this is, this is an amazing day we celebrate, and all that stuff is literal. It's exactly the way it was, was, was stated, but I want to also share this, that there's these statements are true in a principle as well. Think, think about this. God, uh, the, the word was made flesh, literally, that happened. But also, this is a principle in which God still uses and it functions in our lives today. The beginning of something going from the immaterial to the material. Something going from, uh, from a vision, from a statement into the physical world is God takes a word and it turns into flesh. Anything that is good, anything that's, that's desirable begins with a word. This church began with a word. It would not exist uh, without a word from God. Good things in people's lives don't happen until they get it in their mouth. It begins with a word, and then that word becomes flesh or is then manifested in the earth. Many times people are waiting to see things before they'll say it. But how many know faith people have learned how to say it before they see it? In fact, they'll say it until they see it. And they'll declare it. They'll say it. They'll declare it again. And others look at them and say, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You watch and see. Because I speak the word of the Lord. I'm speaking the promise of God. I'm declaring what really is. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And doesn't mean it's not coming to pass. And we have learned to declare things. How many know we should be speaking? I don't know this world is crazy. And who knows what's going to happen in the world. But we should be speaking concerning our next year. Words of the life and victory, and provision, and blessing, and not cursing, the, not cursing our lives, not cursing the earth, not cursing the future. Just like the enemy wanted to stop Jesus 
the seed of the woman from bruising his head or taking that authority back. He also wants to stop good things from happening in your life. And the only way he can do it is the, the devil gets in people's lives by getting in their mouth. If we could keep him out of our mouth, we have stopped a large portion of what he wants to do to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take things from you, wants to rip off your marriage, wants to take your health, wants to cause your finances to go down the drain, so he needs your mouth to help. That's the way the enemy works. And the promises of God, the principles of the Lord, when they get, when they get in our mouth, that's what activates him making it happen. That's what brings the angels on the scene. It starts with a word. Amen. You have something you want to do? You have, have a vision for something better? It starts with a word. Declare it. You don't have to tell everybody, but you have to get it in your mouth. It starts with between you and, and the Lord. And Lord, I believe this is of you. I know this is your promise. I believe you have spoken this to me. And so I declare it shall be so. I come into an agreement and to an ali in, in, in alignment with your divine will and plan. And it shall be thus and so. This will be my future. Amen. 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 You can say it concerning uh, promises and declarations of healing for your body, I will walk again. I will see again. I will play racquetball again. <laughs> or whatever, something that you've been restricted from because of, of negative events that have happened in your life. Uh, just like the enemy wants to get in your mouth, God wants to have his word in your mouth so it can become flesh. When people speak words of negativity and cursing and and discouragement to others, it's up, it, it, the, the fulfillment of that is somewhat contingent upon whether that person believes it or not. Especially with children, you don't want to speak too many negative things because they're more likely to embrace it or believe it or think, well, they're telling me the truth and it sets them on a downward sp spiral. But when it comes to our own lives, if I choose to speak the word of God, I have already declared something that I'm embracing. I'm saying something that I'm already in agreement with. It is active when I speak it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So as we celebrate today, the, the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, let's keep God's word in our mouths and refuse to whine and cuss and spew negativity and evil and all the things that are trying to get into a, to get voice in this world and become flesh and declare the word of God. It's a sad thing, but, but some in our day, it's not new, but they believe something, but they stop right there. They mentally assent to something to be in, uh, of it being true, but they don't take the next step. They'll, they'll sit in a service like this or read the scriptures and say, yeah, inside but they don't ever say it. And I'm telling you, that word needs to be in our mouths. In, 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 the, in, in Jesus' day, the scriptures tell us in John chapter 12 that there were, there were some among the Pharisees who believed but wouldn't confess. It, it says in John 12, 42, nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue. I don't want to be that wimpy. You say, well, yeah, that sounds harsh. You don't know the pressure they were under. Well, maybe I don't, but I do know this, that some things you just have to say no matter the pressure. Yep. Pressure from others, pressure from within your own self, 
pressure from doubts and fears. Sometimes you just have to override every other pressure, even if it's the threat of death or, or getting kicked out of the synagogue and you say, but I know this is true and so I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna declare it. Uh, one, one time I was speaking with a friend and sharing the, the good news with him. By the way, friends tell their friends about Jesus. Yeah, if you have a friend that brought you to church on Christmas Eve, you should thank them. Say, you are a good friend. Yes, they are. And, uh, uh, but I was sharing with a friend about the Lord and we talked for, we talked for hours and, and, uh, and towards the end of this, he said, I know you're right. And I could see he was just under the presence of God. He said, I know what you're telling me is true. I know this is right, but there's just too many things in my life I'd have to change. And he recognized it was going a different way. And so at that time, he refused, he declined to yield. He wouldn't submit his life to the Lord even though he knew it was right. And have you ever been there? Maybe some of us have, where we knew it was right, but because of all these things, we didn't make the right choice. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. If your heart's still beating, you can still choose to do the right thing. You can still make the right choice. You can say, in spite of the opposition, in spite of the, the, the trouble or, or the pressure I'm getting from other people or circumstances, I choose to say what is right. Amen. Yes, amen. amen. You know, even the very word uh, uh, of God in, in Romans chapter 10 that tells people how to be saved, and it says in verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me, do, let me give you two Greek words real quick. Uh, in the, John 1, in the beginning, was the word L-O-G-O, uh, S, S, Logos, Logos, the word. That's the one, the word speaking about Jesus in that context, okay? In, in Romans 10, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Confession is the word homo logeo, which logeo is the noun form of the word logos. In other words, homo means same. You know that, right? <laughs> same, say the same. Confess the same. Out of your mouth, say what God says. In other words, in that context, say Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. You confess, you agree with the reality, agree with truth. Amen. So when we're, the word became flesh, and now that word takes on flesh, if you will. In other words, it becomes our experience and our reality when it becomes our confession. Yes. When we are bold enough to say, this is the way, I will walk in it. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. So why don't you say it out loud with me today? Uh, uh, because we, we don't want to curse our lives. We want to speak the word of the Lord. And he's not against you. None of our problems are rooted in God. He's our answer, not our problem. He's the solution. He's the fixer. Right? And so we speak words of life. Say it out loud. Say, I declare, I declare victory. victory. I overcome, I overcome. By, the word of God. by the word of God. I declare, I declare for my life, my, life, my, family, my family, my finances, my, family, my health and my future, my future. Increase. increase, victory, victory. Freedom. freedom. I take advantage, I take advantage. Full, advantage full advantage of God's promises God. for, me. for me. And I'll not go down, not but I'm going higher. I'll not be overcome, not but I will overcome. I will. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray for a moment. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here right now. 
Thank you for the word of the Lord in our mouths. Thank you that we can celebrate on this special day the coming of our Savior. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. All the honor and praise to you. Thank you, Lord, for doing a mighty work, for doing a wonderful thing in the hearts and lives of people, in families. Thank you, Lord. Your word is working in us. Thank you, Lord. The word of the Lord is growing mightily and prevailing in our lives. Thank you, Lord. We yield ourselves to it. We submit ourselves to it. And we give voice to what you have said to bring the reality of it into the physical world. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise in Jesus' wonderful and majestic name. Amen. Amen. Well, real quick, let me pray for someone. You've got something going, going on in here. That seems to be the area of like heartburn or some kind of digestive thing going on in there. If that's you, receive healing now in your body for the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you right now and makes that well. Lord, I just speak to that person. I command that body to be healed, be made whole, be set free by the power of God. All that pain leaves them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise for all the good things that you do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for hearing people that call on you. For those who seek you, they find you. Those who call out to you will hear a response and they will not be denied. All the glory to you in Jesus' name. Praise God. You may have come to church today and uh, maybe you don't normally come or maybe you don't normally come here or uh, it, it doesn't really matter where you are. I want you to know real quick, this, this is real important. I want you to know that you are loved, that God loves you. But I also got to tell you this, your sin is a problem. And I can tell you firsthand because I'm just like you. <laughs> sin is a problem. And the scripture says it this way, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means God is holy, righteous, and pure. Heaven is a beautiful, wonderful, perfect place. And we have all come short. And we have all missed the mark. It really is a problem, can I tell you? It's a problem that we can't fix. I can't erase what has been. I can't guarantee a, a sinless future. It's a problem we can't solve. Religion doesn't solve it. Good works don't solve it. Even coming to church doesn't fix the problem. I can pray to God or believe in God, but that doesn't solve the sin issue. It's still ever present, keeping me away from God's best, keeping me separated from Him and keeping me eventually out of heaven. And if that concerns anyone, then you're, you're thinking straight. You've got a sound mind. You're, you're, you're approaching this right. It really is a problem because all of us know death is at the door for all of the human race. Everyone's going and we gotta be ready to go. Because at that moment, nothing else is gonna matter except your relationship with God. Say, well, I'll wait till the end. You are playing with fire, literally. And so I wanna just tell you real quick and then we're gonna pray. I wanna tell you quick how you can fix that. Before we light the candles, this is more important than the candles. All right? Uh, separation from God is a real thing that he solved by sending his son. 
We read it today. He became flesh. But why did he do that? So he could take our place. As one of us, he could suffer and die on the cross. In other words, he took what we deserve. All my sin, all your sin was placed on God's son. He suffered, he died, not for himself, but for me and for you. He paid the price, it was legally done. Justice was satisfied. The curse was on him and not on us. He was raised from the dead, he's alive today. And God's part of salvation is complete. It's finished, there's nothing else that he needs to do. There is something else that you need to do. We have the option to say yes or to say no. We accept or we reject, whatever we choose. God will honor that choice. He'll honor it today and he'll honor it forever. So I have a recommendation. <laughs> say yes. Choose life and not death. Choose blessing and not cursing. Choose God and not yourself or the world or anything else. And you'll be glad you did. This is what Jesus called being born again when he said you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. If you have been already, good for you. You're saved going to heaven. If you haven't and you want to today, come on, let's do it now. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.